Did you know this next Queen Deep Dive is the first song in the guy's catalog in which all four of them were credited as writers? Did you know that? Well, there you go. And we'll talk about that some more in detail. This is Stone Cold Crazy. Dive number 29, track number eight on the guy's Sheer Heart Attack album from 1974. Stone Cold Crazy, you know, I love this song. It's very addicting. It gets under your skin. I got to admit, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, (laughs) that's really intense. This is heavy metal. Mm -hmm. Remember how I said that early on that I was surprised there were songs that are heavy metal that I really love? Well, this is one of them. This is also speed metal. One of the first of its kind in the mid-70s. Or it's thrash metal. Before thrash metal was even a thing. This was a quote directly from the music magazine Q, talking about the frantic energy of this song, in which we'll talk about a little bit more here. So yes, written by all four of the boys, or so it's credited on the album as such. And, And that's because... Not necessarily because they all contributed. I know that sounds weird, but here's the thing. This song was actually conceived while Freddie was in Wreckage a long time ago in the late 60s when he was in the band called Wreckage. He wrote at least the framework of this song, the lyrics and perhaps some of the melodies and the idea. Now, later... As the guys got together, started to develop their sound, Brian probably did a lot with the riffs of the song, I would imagine. Roger probably contributed ideas about the drums and inevitably made it this frantic, furious thing that it is. And of course, John put his little spin on it as well. But it's just interesting that really the concept of the song came from Freddie. But because the guys honestly couldn't remember who worked on it, to what extent, They said, okay, we're all going to get credited. (laughs) I love it. They're like, okay, this works. This is great. This is awesome. And they would actually go on to do this in much later albums across the board as a means to relieve some of that, the copyright tensions, the, the, the royalty tensions, all of those things, right? All the royalties for the songs that people were actually credited as writers for. There was a lot of competition early on in their career with all of those things. So I think they wised up as they got a little older and decided everybody was going to get credit. But this is the first time that actually happened. This was also the title of the song, almost the name of the band. Can you imagine if they weren't Queen and they were called Stone Cold Crazy? Uh Uh-uh. No. No, guys, you you made a good decision there. And here's the thing. Brian and Roger weren't that keen on Queen either when Freddie first brought it to the table. Like, no, I don't know. And Freddie was adamant. This is outrageous. This is over the top. It's royal. It's flamboyant. It, It makes a statement. It's kind of ambiguous. It's perfect. I mean, how better can you get? Guys, Queen is still the only artist on my iPod. Yes, I have an iPod. It still clicks. It's still the only band artist on my iPod 
that starts with the letter Q. <laughs> and I love that because when I'm going through it and I see Queen, I'm like, ah, oh, sweet satisfaction. They made the right decision. They, they did because it's one syllable. It's strong. It's memorable. It's all those things. It's all those things that you want. It's interesting. It makes you ask questions, right? I love it. Now, Metallica also covered this song in 1990, albeit much heavier and harder, and with some words swapped out here and there, and peppering in the F word as well. They took this story that's said throughout the lyrics of this song in the classic version from Queen and really turned it into this whole disturbing moment <laughs> in a song. And you should go listen to it. If you haven't heard Metallica's version of this song, go check it out. Interesting as well, Brian sings the highest harmony here with Roger in the middle and Freddie on the bottom with the melody. This was surprisingly common in the earlier days of the band, especially on stage with other songs like Liar and Ogre Battle. I'll bet you didn't know that. We talk about Roger's increasingly high falsettos with his nice high tenor there. And we talk about Brian having a nice rounded voice with that foundational lower harmony. But here, Brian's got the top, Roger's in the middle, and Freddie's on the bottom. Freddie had a pretty good range all over the place. So it's not too surprising that he would be on the bottom. But the fact that Brian is at the top, that's quite surprising. Even for me, I'm like, wow. That's a really cool fact to know that, that Brian's falsetto actually had a nice tone all its own. So that's really nice. We are at 120 beats per minute, but you wouldn't realize it because there's some tricks that Roger throws in here that create this really fast tempo. And we'll talk about that. We're in simple 4-4 time signature, nothing crazy, nothing elaborate with variations of time signature here, but you don't need it because this is brief, succinct, a fantastically frantic rock number here. We're in G minor pentatonic and B minor pentatonic. Now you're probably familiar with the word pentatonic in the, the way of pentatonics, the group, but a pentatonic scale uses only five tones in the typical scale, every tone from the first to the sixth, excluding the fourth. And what that does is it creates a very different melodic structure and a very different energy and an emotion that you don't have otherwise. By stripping out that fourth, there's a sparse kind of sound here. It's a little bit more square. It's a little bit less friendly in a way. I can't describe it. It just, it adds to the tension of the song in such a nice way. And I don't know if this was a conscious move or if it was just something the guys did as a means to create a mood. If it was the latter, that's fantastic because it just showcases their innate ability to take something and make something with it without even thinking, we're gonna go pentatonic. They just do it because it sounds right, because it feels right. I love that. This song is mad as all get out, ready to blow your top, no matter what transpires, even if the law comes to get you. That's what this song is all about. It's a lot of fun. It's blisteringly fast and one of Roger's most impressive displays of early punk drumming. Yeah, when punk was just in its infancy here, we get a very strong, predominantly punk number, especially on Roger's part. 
Stone Cold Crazy is easily the hardest, fastest, and most aggressive rock and roll moment on Sheer Heart Attack. Its structure actually echoes the earlier modern times rock and roll, which is a Roger Taylor song, with two solo sections that create this contrast by shifting the tonal center to be natural. Let's talk about Roger's double stroke roll splits between his bass drum and the snare drum. This is what creates this double time feeling. So we're, we're at 120 beats per minute, but it feels so much faster than that. And with the flashy symbols in there as well, it creates this grand illusion of that much faster tempo and all of that explosive energy. Freddie's vocals and Brian's guitar both performed predominantly in that pentatonic structure. There's that strong, sparse feel to the melody and the entire song. It creates such a great tension, such a great kind of feeling of suspension. John doubles up the riff intensity with Brian throughout the breaks between the verses there. It's kind of during the refrain a little bit. And then Roger's rim shot, like tricks alternated with writing that hi-hat in the verses creates a lot of tension and build up into the explosive chorus or refrain, if you want to call it that. This was played 284 times. And of note, it was the first, the very first song Queen performed in a live setting on June 27th of 1970, to be exact, at Truro City Hall. This was even before John joined the band. Think about that. But he still got credit on the album. That's really sweet. I love it, actually. I, I mean, undoubtedly, John contributed his own style, his own flair, his own talents in a unique way to this song. So I'm sure it's well-deserved that he would get some credit for this. This song was performed at almost every single concert from 74 to 78, and it was a monster live. It's not very big in stature, so it's a little monster. It's quite short, and some performances were shorter than others, actually, due to the tempo shifts. But for its lack of length and size, I guess, if we want to say that much, it makes up for it with this incredible explosion of drums, heavy, heavy bass, and John's sneaky riffs in the last verse at a lot of these live performances are so just the icing on the cake. And Brian's surprising guitar growls and snarls. Ah, this number live is such a treat. Like I said, it's like this little monster that comes in and spins around the room. <laughs> it just tears everything apart in the process. It's crazy. The Houston 77 performance, I want to talk about that. It's on fire. It's barely over two minutes long. And just to give you an idea, this song is about two and a half minutes long. But here it's like just over the two minute mark. It's so fast. The guy's screaming out of the gate, literally. I think in one of the performances I watched, maybe not Houston, but Roger literally screams before he starts. Like he's, like he's winding up. It's fantastic. But they're going so fast, Freddie can barely get the words out. Roger almost looks like he's in pain at that Houston 77 performance. More than usual anyway. He... Grimaces quite a bit as part of his performance. It's just part of his energy. But here he's doing it a lot. And I'm thinking, does he regret the, does he regret setting the tempo here? Because this is all on him. He's the one that goes, oh, one, two, three, four, one. <laughs> it's like, whoa. 
Whoa, a little bit of sugar there. He used to talk about eating Kit Kats between uh, between numbers when Brian would play solos. And I just wonder if he had a lot of Kit Kats that night before he came out to do this number. Brian sometimes used his Echoplex, or so it sounds, for some layered harmony fun on his guitar during the solos when he would play them live. And in the Earl's Court performance in 77... There's that same furious pace, and at one point, Freddie actually forgets the lyrics. I can't blame him at that speed. It would be difficult to keep up. It's important to remember that though the song's tempo is 120 BPM, remember? Roger double-stroking it like that, it's like playing at 240, technically. So... When I say they played this fast live, it is just on fire. It's it's ridiculous. It's a flash and then it's gone and it's fantastically fabulous. I love this song live and I wish they'd made it longer or or they added a breakdown or something, anything different, right? What a treat that would have been to hear them throw in something that you don't expect, especially because even the album version is quite brief, comes and goes. It's gone. It's done. Just like that. I have to go back and listen to it multiple times. VH1 named Stone Cold Crazy the 38th best hard rock song of all time. And this was a relatively recent ranking. So that just goes to show you how big of a mark this left. Even though it wasn't ever a single, it's a very well-loved song live. And I think that speaks to how it's endured over the years and and why people continue to love it. Fans enjoy this for its childish, raucous, frantic, one-off energy that it has in, in Queen's catalog. There's nothing else like this in Queen's catalog. Guitar sirens, voice sirens, that memorable and aggressive and angry guitar and the bass refrain that's as heavy as it is addicting Clicks and bumps from Roger that lead into loud and fantastic, the double stroke rolls for a rocking and rolling number that is fast, furious, and frantic. This is a thing we will never get again from the guys. And I love it because it's so unique that way, but it still feels like Queen. It encapsulates Queen's love for hardcore rock and roll with plenty of feedback, distortion, but it somehow still feels more poised sophisticated and polished than their earlier, longer, and heavy numbers on those previous albums. Freddie has tremendous fun here, especially live. His fantastic diction is put to such good use, and he sings of dreaming I was Al Capone, and they got the sirens loose, I ran right out of juice. I love that line. That is actually one of the only lines I can ever remember. This is so clever and catchy. It feels innately born out of pent-up energy and a need to let something run wildly loose. I still haven't memorized this song. And I don't know if I want to because the uncertainty of the lyrics whenever I hear this just make for such a surprising and fun listen. Again, that's the only thing I remember. They got the sirens loose. I ran right out of juice. like that's the only part I remember and then he busts into the next line that goes into the next riff the next refrain and I'm like yeah I don't know this (laughs) I still don't know it I've listened to it 50 100 times and I still don't know it it's so much fun just check out stone cold crazy you know I can't say it without singing it it's like keep yourself alive I gotta sing it stone cold crazy you know 
Yeah, it's just, it's good. It's it's such a sassy, I can say that because this is Freddie. It's such a sassy riot, this number. It's so fun. And again, I can't believe I love something that's heavy metal. I just can't believe it. But it's Queen, so we love it. We love all of it, or at least I do. So go check out Stone Cold Crazy. I felt like this was a little bit of a of a more brief dive, but that's okay. We're not going quite so deep today. We're keeping it shallow. <laughs> shallow in length, not not content. Nothing from nothing from Queen is ever shallow, in my opinion, anyway. So just go check out Stone Cold Crazy. I'll be knack. I'll be I'll be I'll be knack. I'll be back next time. Wow. For some more Queen Deep Dive fun. In the meantime, I said it already, but I always have to close it out. Keep yourselves alive and enjoy your day. Until next time.